cough into that mic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp, and today I have one very special, our very first guest outside of Christopher and myself, but he's also a friend, uh, a big old pervert, bottom activist, and someone who's uh, chosen to be on the YouTube channel plenty of times. I don't know why. Uh, some call him Mr. Friendly, but I call him last year's news. It is <laughs> Stefan Ferris. Stefan, welcome to the channel. Hi, how's it going? Okay, so we start out every one of these episodes with asking the uh, the guest, what's your safe word? Um, I don't usually use safe words, okay. so I'm going to have to like... Roll the opening! Make one up. <laughs> No, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, uh, welcome. Hi. We we are we've this has started. Okay, oh, no, we're go here. Ahead, take some, sip some okay, tea. Right. Some, this is your keyboard is lighting up. It's like rainbowy. Okay. So rule one, a podcast. Uh, they can see nothing that you're talking about. They can't see this lovely yeah. keyboard right here. No. So when you when you see something or when you like sip tea, you have to like make it an audio experience. Oh, okay. So give give the give the the listeners. Had some scalding. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Hot tea. Hot tea. Speaking of hot tea, so uh, usually, and I'd like to, there's no structure to this yet, but I'd like the structure of this to be kind of like we start out by talking to the person and seeing who they are. Wait, did you give me tea just so you could say, speaking of hot tea? I would never (laughs) plug something so subtly as to force my my guests to drink, just to talk about tea. But since you're bringing it up, what, who are you? What do you do? You've been on the YouTube channel before, but what, what makes you tick? What makes me tick? Um, I was a former Mr. Friendly, and now I just get to go to events and not do title holder things and take loads. Great. Well, okay. Well, if we weren't explicit yet on iTunes, we are now. Um. <laughs> loads of laundry. But what do you do? What do I do? Uh, I'm an attorney. I do intellectual property. Uh, and then I like to do like a bunch of community stuff. Uh, we have taught classes before on SESTA-FOSTA. Uh, I like to do a lot of things around HIV in the King community. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, sorry, do you want to ex- express that you are HIV positive? Or, I don't care. Yeah, do. I mean that news is already out there. Okay, I'll, I'll edit out that awkward bit. And and because and you're so invested because you are HIV positive. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, which you're not afraid to talk about. You're not afraid to put out there. Which I wish more people were open about because it starts that conversation around prep, around safer forms of sex, around alternatives. And What's prep? I'm gonna just. We're not gonna unpack the irony there. Um, <laughs> But we are also what people, I think, call friends. With two Fs. Only because there's two Mr. Friendly. <laughs> um, so Mr. Friendly is an organization that we've helped with. We we both kind of represent, and it is about destigmatizing PrEP, which is a preventative pre-exposure prophylaxis uh, that fights HIV preventatively, so before even being exposed to any sort of viruses. Uh, but they also talk about sex education, safer forms of sex, and that's that little, like, smiley face symbol that sometimes is on the channel or, you know, we, we talk about. Um, how did you get involved with Mr. Friendly? How did I get involved? Yeah. Well, um, honestly didn't know that Mr. Friendly had a title holder system. Uh, I had lost at the Mr. Daddy's Barbershop contest. Oh. Um, and then Mr. Friendly had asked me if I wanted to run for their contest. And 
I was a little stuck up, and I was like, no, I'll take an appointment, but I don't want to run for another contest. You stuck up never. <laughs> so I met with with Steve, who runs the, the local chapter here, uh, and we went to coffee at Phil's and chatted it over to see if it would be a good fit for both of us, and then we decided to move forward with it. Yeah, and, and then you went to IML yep. and killed it because you called people out on their bullshit said it like it was talked about you know the community and how we're very against some forms of sex when we should really be celebrating and teaching people the the alternatives right i was like evie oddly except i didn't win (laughs) but you know you still did a lot on that stage you you made people kind of look at the the rules and regulations around IML and you actually made some things change in the long run, right? Uh, yeah, they, I think they did change their, their anti-bareback policy. Um, I need to actually like look for that program to see if it's in there. They said they released a statement about it. Okay. Um, but otherwise we, we actually hang out and do things outside of the internet space, which I think some people don't expect. Um, I mean, we, we filmed that Sesta Foster video a long time ago, but we've kind of gotten to know each other even more since then with Mr. Friendly. Um, and we do things like, okay, so here's one thing I want to talk to you about actually, because I find it's an odd phenomenon that you can speak to. And it is RuPaul's Drag Race. I've enjoyed RuPaul's Drag, for, drag Race for years. Um, I've known plenty of queens before they've went on the show. Like I went on a date with Jinx Monsoon years ago, well before Jinx ever went on the show. And that's kind of how I got involved because I was like, oh, I know that queen. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to root for them. And then, you know, Jinx ended up winning. You are brand new to Drag Race, kind of. Kind of. I've only known Drag Race for a couple of years. I did go on a date with Robbie Turner's Uber driver, though. Stop it. Before he died. Shut up. <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs> Way to drive that conversation. Into the <coughs> um, but you... You... <coughs> Sorry. No, it's, it's great. People we can edit that coughing. out. Well, edit that out. We might edit that out. We'll see. Um... But you've just kind of dive, you dove in, in like hands first into RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I remember when you first found it, and how you didn't know who drag queens were. But this, and this was what it was only been like a year and a half. Well, I know who drag queens. So pretty much, I moved to San Francisco at eighteen, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends are local drag queens. So I know the local scene. And forever, I saw RuPaul, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's just exploiting our community. This is horrible." And then I actually sat down and watched it around All-Star Season 2, and I'm like, oh, this is actually, like, a super positive message. And then I picked the queens from All-Star 2 that I liked, and I watched their season. And then I got super obsessed, and I just started from the very beginning and then watched them all. And I may have done that two or three times. (laughs) May have. May have. And now I get texts from you, like, every other week being like, oh, this queen's in town, this queen's in town, this queen's in town. Let's go get to it. We're going to this show, that show, this show. And, like... And so right now, we're filming before we're about to go see Bring It On. It's actually Bring It On, Queen. Okay, Queen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you were telling me... No, wait. Oh, edit this out, because now I've lost my train of thought. So professional, Amp. So professional. I'm I'm still new to this, okay? Oh, okay. So here's the hard-hitting question. Who is your favorite drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race? Ever? Mm -hmm. Manila Luzon. Why? Why? Um, so I liked her. She was my favorite before All Stars. Was it three or four that she was on? Fake fan. 
she was on four? No, she was on four. Yes, yeah. she was on four because Shangela got robbed on three. Ooh. So <laughs> I love her because she's snarky. She can do the high fashion. She could do fun lip syncs. And most importantly, she's like not super PC and she's raunchy with her comedy. Totally. Like I really liked her, um, her, what was it? Oh, shit. Um, what's, what, what is the game where they impersonate people? Snatch game. Snatch game. Yeah, yeah. Her snatch game was amazing and her reporter I thought was hilarious. And it kind of like brought up a conversation about like how far you could push comedy in drag. And yet. The period to that sentence being the period dress that didn't get featured on the show. Oh my god, yeah, the period dress was amazing. Like, no, she killed it on this latest season. And, like, I totally respect Naomi for, like, like eliminating her, and that was fun. Oh, sure. But it was, it was sad. It was sad to see her go. And I love even more is watching Manila dress up as Naomi and recreate that, like, acrobatic dance. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, yes, it's amazing. She wears the same exact outfit. Yeah. The green. Don't you love just uh, podcasts that talk about visuals when we have none? Um, I actually, like, the only <laughs> the only reason that I did the AIDS walk, like, a year or two ago was because Manila was headlining, and I wanted to raise enough money to get, like, decent seats to see her. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, on one hand, I love you because you fundraise, but on the other <laughs> hand, your motives are a little skewed sometimes, and... <laughs> I mean, like... For instance, okay, something else I have the HIV did. and the AIDS. I was just benefiting myself. It was really the AIDS walk, no. Stefan Ferris. Oh, God. Okay. Also known as every day of your life. I... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the AIDS walk. Sometimes it's the AIDS muni. Sometimes it's the AIDS lift. Or sometimes it's the AIDS life cycle. Oh, my God. Yes. Speaking of motivations, you just did the AIDS life cycle. How is that? Tell me about it. That was amazing. So that was another thing that was self-serving where I only kind of signed up to do it because of Gus Kenworthy. Yep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's one of my gay heroes, and I like him because he is, like, super sexual with with his social media, and you don't really see that with gay celebrities. Like... They'll own being gay, but they won't own the sexual element to it. And I like that he really does that. Um, and did Gus Kentworthy serve you back, or? Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> the The longest interaction I had with him was when we were like stopped at a red light, and he was kind of trapped with me because we were all waiting to like you can't go through the red light. So I got to ask him some really like hard hitting questions. Like I asked him if he got Ricky Martin's load. Because I remember, Jesus like, Christ. well, I remember there was, like, this whole story where they, like, went to, like, the Oscars or something, and they did this cute little, like, Craigslist, like, Twitter post, and he was like, no, bro, I don't take loads. Which, like, in the age of prep, I'm going to choose to interpret that as I give loads. I I don't, I'm not going to say one way or the other. You're not going to say. <laughs> but I also got to ask him about Drag Race, and he told me about that, and he was very nice. And I got to ask him if he was going to make another hot dog gif, and he said probably not. Oh. But he was, I I ended up getting three pictures with him, and the very last one is, like, I saw him shirtless, and I'm like, I know I already have a picture with you, but, like, I don't have a picture with you shirtless. And he actually, no, he actually, like, continued to put his sunscreen on and went and found me afterwards to take the shirtless picture. Oh. So I thought that was nice. So he followed up. Yeah, no, he totally followed up. Okay. He had to get his, his sunscreen on and probably some other sort of protection before... Right, before, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting winks from Stefan right now. Um, oh, oh, oh. Like a, did, a restraining water. order? Now, now we're getting... <laughs> 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 and then he pulled out the papers. 
<laughs> along with his dick. Um, so was he nice? Yeah, I mean, he was nice to me when I talked to him. I always like when, when, like, people that are famous are at least somewhat personable and, like, polite when, when you approach them. He seems like a very approachable person. Well, I don't know about that. I kind of just forced my way into approaching him, well, you, but... You you do but that very he, well, though. He responded well to that. Okay, so, um, we've talked about AIDS Life Cycle. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a little bit of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, we're really not that far into the podcast. We're actually doing very, very well. Okay. So, uh, this next segment, um, I'm going to start calling uh, A Penny for Your Thoughts. T-H-O-T-S. Okay. Which is where uh, people take, you know, you know what thoughts are, right? Those hoes over there? Yeah, or that hoe over there. Or that hoe over there, yes. What the the kids say? Uh, Yes, the the children. The the, children? The children, the the kids, the Mm -hmm. cool kids. What other lingo do you know? BBRT? Oh, that, no, 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 Stefan. No, honey, no. (laughs) So, I I have a, a tweet here. Um, is it my tweet? Yes. Oh. That, that's, that, it's a penny for your thoughts. That was a penny for my um, thoughts. And it's a picture of you, very, very pensive. It looks like you took it. No, Joe took it. Oh, someone else took it. After he like had to unlock my collar with a with a breaker thing. What are they called? <laughs> so let's let's unpack this story. So you usually wear a collar, mm-hmm. if you're down to talk about this story. And it just says... The quote, the quote of the tweet says, summer rebrand, no curls, no collar. And you have a nice faded kind of uh, skin, skinned look, shaved head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my you... Jewish skinhead look. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, We're reclaiming that. Got it. Yeah. Let's not offend everyone in this podcast if we can. Okay. Um, we can but, edit that out. No, edit what, that out, Amp. Yeah. Yeah. Edit that out, me. Um, so you took your collar off. And I'm curious. You don't have to get into the specifics, but... How does it feel when you have to take a collar off? Um, well, this is my collar. Okay. Like I, I normally wear a collar that doesn't have a lock and my signature collar forever was a choke chain because I could take it off easily and put it on somebody else. And I didn't have any rules about who could touch it. Like I actually liked when people like would choke me with it and it left nice bruises. Um, but then I started to embrace more of my puppy side and my brother pack from Chicago gave me a tag and a name. And it didn't really fit on the collar that I had, so I looked for a different one. Uh, and I found one that I really liked, and I got a lock that didn't lock. It was like just the, a device to keep the collar together, and I liked the significance of it. And then actually, as I started doing AIDS Lifecycle, it kept on flying everywhere. So I just put a real lock on it to, to keep it in place. To like weigh it down. But I guess after like a week of biking, the, the lock fused together. So Jesus. when I tried to take it off, I had to go and have somebody cut it off because it wouldn't move. Which has happened to me before as well. So th- we're talking about like collars in like the BDSM sense. So like wearing a collar. And what, what did your collar mean to you symbolically? Like what, what did it mean? So overall, I feel like collars represent some sort of commitment. Um, I am more on the sub side, but I've been switching a lot more lately. So I figured if I were going to give somebody like a commitment or something, I would either give them a key to my lock or I would give them a collar that I personally have worn for a year to wear my collar. Um, but to be honest, I really mostly wore it for the aesthetic look. Okay. And, and that's fine. Some people wear collars for that reason. Yeah. But I know that other people also put like their own meanings on collars. So that was kind of a, 
a reason of of not wearing it is to to be able to enter social situations and not have an automatic assumption of what my collar meant. Sure. I, I So I wear my collar at all times. It's locked on. But um, I've gone through enough instances of collar locks almost being like clasped closed because mm-hmm. I wear mine 24-7. So like I shower in it. Um, I go through security at the airport. They never ask to take it off. Like I don't take it off unless I'm around family because, and it's not because I'm embarrassed. It's more for their comfort because I don't want to make it awkward for my family at like family functions. So I'll wear just like a, a leather like braided thing around my, my neck. I don't lock it in place around family, but otherwise I wear my collar 24 seven and I've had at least three locks that, you know, you wear it so much and then all of a sudden it doesn't unlock with a key. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing all that sweat and rust from the AIDS life cycle, all the Gus Kenworthy liquids probably just got into the mechanisms and yep. locked it up. The jizz just like froze that waller. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Cement- <laughs> cemented it shut. And then I also got rid of my curls just because, you know, like curls kind of suck for selfies. Like you always have to like position them and I'm tired and I don't want to have to do all that work. Um, I like just getting up out of bed. Yeah. And so this is like your Britney moment. This is, yeah, no, this is like my 2007 moment. Just like shaving it all off. Leave Stefan alone. <laughs> Actually, no, you probably want people to bother you. Right. Um. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day I'll end up institutionalized just like Britney too. Live in the dream. Um, you know, you have weird dreams. So if you want to see those, uh, wonderful selfies, they're very brooding. Um, and uh, the, the, the captions just instigate enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, it serves a purpose, but it's also like, you just really want to post this photo, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. In fact, I was so disappointed that I couldn't get my collar off to post a photo earlier in the evening. It took a minute. It took, it delayed me like an hour. <laughs> so you, so Joe, our friend Joe, he mm-hmm. literally went in with a pair of like bolt cutters and... Well, first he confirmed that I wasn't crazy because the key was actually turning. I mean... But that was, that was reassuring. Sure, sure. And then he like got the bolt cutters and then I'm like, well, can you also take like a cute selfie before I go to Safeway? <laughs> uh, Stefan, and this is why we love you. Um, so I'm also curious, do you remember how we met? Sure. No, I don't. Okay. Not, not specifically. Do you? Not specifically. I no. remember different. Actually, you know, the more that I think about it. I feel like the first time I met you, and I don't even think we actually really met, I think it was in passing at IML where I was doing like a a, a bound thing with Christopher, and I think you may have been either before oh. me or after me. Yeah, you were more, you were probably working the Mr. S booth. Right. And this would have been back in like 2013 13 or 14, or 14 yeah. one of my first years going, because that's when I met Christopher, and he was doing like bondage demos. That's that's actually how I thought about it, because you posted a picture. You're like, oh, this is the first time I met Christopher. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like I was doing demos that same day, too. So I must have, like, at least seen you. Oh, so, like, we've known each other. And then we didn't talk for years, really. Mm. We have tons of mutual friends, though, in the city. I was coming to San Francisco from Seattle every other weekend. Um, I think the, the first okay. experience that I remember, like, actually kind of hanging out with you was an IML where PJ was there mm-hmm. and my ex James was there. Um, and Bert was there. I think. Yep. That, yep. yep. Oh, Bert. So PJ, who's also been on a bunch of our YouTube uh, videos, it's no longer in San Francisco, but he, he was a mutual friend of many Kingsters. Um, the big uh, dick. Well, 
Yes, um, sizable. Go follow him on social media. <laughs> <as well. laughs> uh, but okay, so it was IML. It was around a bunch of kings. I mean, do you remember? Do you have an alternate I remember, story? I remember meeting you in passing with PJ at least a few times. But mm-hmm. I do remember that instance. You were rooming with Bert at IML, weren't you? Or you were in his room when we were going to say hello. I was rooming at Bert, and I'm pretty sure like the attached room, like wasn't the room next door like PJ's room? Probably. Yeah. Because I remember we were, like, going back and forth. What was going back and forth? Like, us in the rooms. Oh, I bet you were. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, which leads me to my next question is, what does kink mean to you? What does kink mean to me? Yeah. Um, Besides, like, needing a back massage or something. Oh, I feel like I'm, like, competing in a leather contest again. What does kink mean to you? What does the leather community mean to you? There is no leather community. (gasps) They all suck. Oh, my God. Okay. And that was complete... uh, We can edit that out. No, well, we don't need to because that was a joke. Sure. Right, Steph? Yeah, it's funny because it's true. Uh, Okay. Um... Comedy. We need to explain comedy. Anyways, complete the que- finish the question. Finish the question. Please. What was the, what does kink mean to me? Yeah. What what does kink mean to you? Um. Why are you part of the the overall kink whatever you want to call it community contingent? The kink society? gathering of different segments of people that like to argue with each other all the Stop time. It. Um. So I guess kink means to me anything that's beyond traditional sex. Sure. I think that's a safe way to put it. I, I just mean like what why what is it, what is the importance of it for you? For me? Yeah. Um I think I'm still figuring that out. I think oh, a lot good of, answer. Yeah. I think a lot of how I got my start to kink was very kind of superficial. Was doing it with What'd you call me? Well <laughs> Well doing it with like photo shoots, doing it in porn, and I think that the like emotional part of kink wasn't really part of that. It was more just like the visual part. Mm. Um, so I think now that I'm out of that sphere, I'm kind of exploring it more on a personal level and, and seeing what it means to me in terms of like playing with dynamics and building connections, making connections, yeah. building skills, learning things. I feel like I have a lot of like kind of anecdotal experience that I've like kind of learned on the fly, but I don't really have as much technical experience as I would like. I think that's a good way to put it. Because I I feel the same way. Um, I came into it through visuals and watching porn and watching kink.com videos, then getting involved with it. At least for me, like doing some videos with kink.com was fun. You got some experience. You got some like behind the scenes, like debunking of like porn myths. And then you started building connections. And that's kind of how I met Christopher was through the sex industry. But then we built a connection and have continue to learn and grow from there but at the same time as you're gaining all this experience and experiences it's hard to put into words like when someone like people approach me and are like oh you should come to this conference and teach a class and i'm just like well i can but i don't know exactly what do you want me to talk about like my experiences and my my view of the the overall community is so different from everyone else's so what i want to talk about when i go to a a conference is going to be like censorship or talking about creating content when maybe people want to know my thoughts on like puppy play or porn and how it affects the world. What, what is, what, what class would you teach? If you were going to go to a conference, what would be the class you've taught by yourself? By myself? Yeah. What, what's the topic? What, what is it? Um, I'm probably the same way where I default into less sexual act topics. Mm. Um, a class more that I've social. Yeah. More social. Okay. Um, uh, 
I remember when like prep was pretty new. I used to like teach classes about prep uh, and what it means to be like undetectable. Um, Which means for people that uh, don't know, uh, it means that if you're undetectable, you're unable to transmit the virus, which has been fairly wide known for a while, but has only recently like been proven by scientific data. Yeah, by the CDC, by plenty of health organizations. And a lot of the, what I see a lot now as it's becoming more popularized is U equals U. So that is the untransmittable equals, or undetectable equals untransmittable. I am Mr. Friendly. I should know this to a T, but I don't. (laughs) It's okay. We can rescind your title. (gasps) How dare you? My sash is literally looking at us hanging in my like bedroom. Um, What would the, what would the class be called? Um... I don't know. I forgot what I called it. <laughs> oh, you you had this. Class. No, yeah, I've, oh. I, I've had this class. Like I've taught this class. Uh, I taught it at UC Hastings um, because I felt like a lot of the students didn't really know what prep was. Like I went to a law school in San Francisco, and I thought it was going to be super liberal, but I didn't realize that all the gay students that went to the law school were predominantly not from San Francisco. So you had to. I had to deal with more conservative viewpoints than I thought. But then I just kind of took over the organization and, and got to inject what I wanted into it. Phrasing. Um, <laughs> okay. And what, so I, since this is like a kink and kinky podcast, what are some of your kinks? Just list a few of them that you enjoy. <laughs> uh, well, like the first three that came to mind, you're going to have to edit out. So, Oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> um I like, I like fisting. I like sensory deprivation. Uh, I like knives and blades, and I like impact play. Okay, that wasn't three, but that was four. Yeah, yeah. It's, counting is numbers are very hard. Um, as as am I right now, but you can't see that because this is an audio podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the portion we've kind of gotten to know you. We've caught up. We've explained why the hell you're here. Um, why am I here? Well, uh, uh, bring it in, Chris. No, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I bought you a car. No, uh, this, I am not David Dobrik. Um, David who? Dobrik? Uh, you know, that is also one of my favorite things is you and Christopher do not, you live on the internet, but you live in your own bubble of the internet and you're not a part of the overall like conversations that are happening on like YouTube or even like, for instance, podcasting. But you go on to things, and you are part of all this content, but you're still so, like, illiterate to the community and, like, the trends and how all of that works, which I find fascinating, and I think makes for a very interesting experience, or, like, for instance, when we do videos on YouTube, you're awkward, but you're awkward in such a way that, like, people enjoy watching that, the same way Christopher doesn't know any of the references I'm making when I, I talk I just feel about... like Oprah would have been a more appropriate car-giving-away reference. Well, no, <laughs> and you get a kink, and you get a kink. Um, no, so you're here because we're starting this podcast because I think that having these conversations is important, um, provide, provides representation, starts interesting conversations that might not otherwise happen in a 10 to 15 minute edited down video. What I love about the YouTube is we can edit it in such a way that, you know, we're making funny jokes, and there's memes, and it's quick and snappy. 
but podcasting is a lot more personal and we actually get to kind of hear the the back and forth that we're having right now of me telling you not to say things that are really inappropriate and you saying them anyway yep but there's no memes and i can't edit that well there there can be sick hot memes as well or memes as kennedy would say there you go we just made it relevant to the children see i know things (laughs) um i sip weed tea and i know things oh god we're not even going to get the Game of Thrones. <laughs> it is far gone. No, we. Uh, some of us liked the ending. Some of us didn't. Anyway, so we've talked about you. We've gotten we've gotten to get to know you a bit. Now I want to turn to a segment of the podcast where we have the internet that you're so kind of oblivious to ask you questions because people really liked you when you came on to what's the safe word, um, and so we're just going to go through some people's questions, shout them out, answer them kind of just have fun as we uh wind down on this podcast what how much time yeah we've got we got plenty of time plenty of time and we have rosebud okay um and we have no ads because we're not big enough for that yet um can podcasts get demonetized you know that's a great question i'm gonna be the first podcast to get demonetized (laughs) (laughs) okay so first question today from uh our twitter Go follow us on social media if you ever want to be a part of these questions or if you just want to see the brooding selfies that Stefan takes with or without a collar on. Um, and the question comes from Danny Soar, uh, who asks, what Pokemon best represents you? Oh, okay. So I've already thought about this. Not because I've read the question, Wait. but because I've actually thought about this. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to read the questions. You didn't read the questions. I, know, I didn't. I started to, but then you yelled at me. But I didn't see this one. So right now, I feel like I'm in the Charmeleon stage of my life. I feel like I've recently evolved into like the middle stage. And now I'm just collecting daddy candy until I can evolve again. Dry, crusty skin. Yeah. Inflamed areas. No, Charmeleon's not crusty yet. (laughs) Charizard maybe, but... Okay. That's for later, though. That's later, yes. Okay, great. Um... Aki Howell asks, do you have houseplants? There are plants in my house, but I don't do anything to them. My roommate, Hunter, oh, okay. loves planting things, and and pretty much my responsibility is to make sure my chihuahua does not fuck them up. But he does have this cool plant that if you, I think it's called like a sensitive plant, where if you like touch it, it moves. Like, it literally, like, will move. Like, the leaf will move. You could see it move. It's neat. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. I Thank you for hey, branching out. Into I didn't I didn't write of, the question. Uh, no, I know. I know. You're answering it, and you're doing a great job. Okay. Ash asks, thicker than a snicker or heavy like a Chevy? I don't even know what that means. I'm hungry. I'll take the snicker. Okay. Because <laughs> you like nuts? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. 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 Well, that's a weird question. What does it say? Say it. Okay. Um, When did he lose his virginity? Is that weird enough of a question? Asked Lord Silver Black Wolf. Oh. um, Well, it depends how you define virginity. I hooked up with some dude in high school. Well, I was in high school also. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember he, like, sucked my dick. And then... Like, I think the first penetrative sex was with some dude from, like, Manhunt in the backseat of his car. It was super romantic. You know, you're, 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 you have a very skewed perspective on romance, but I appreciate that about yeah. you. Um, next question. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, Gay and Tired says, when did you realize you were kinky? 
I think kinky has always kind of been like a baseline that's in there. Okay. Yeah. I've always tended to like things more rough. And I think the roughness kind of lends into into easily throwing leather or bondage in. Mm-hmm. And then I think from there it's progressed. Okay. I kind of agree on that. I remember uh, vividly like playing with, you know, the neighborhood kids like cops and robbers getting tied up. And having a, a reaction, not knowing what kind of reaction that was mm-hmm. or why I was having. Did you it talk to your uncle about it? Okay, no, we're not, we're not, we're not making this a no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not stealing the conversation like that. Um, no, I just remember it being always kind of there and not really knowing how to put words to the feeling until, of course, puberty. That's because you had a gag in your mouth. No comment. No comment. Um. Oh, look, uh, Jana asks, favorite book or movie? Okay, my favorite movie of all time is the original Halloween in 1978. Mm -hmm. And I like it because it relies on suspense and not gore. And plus, it also really relates to... uh, There's a lot of connections between Scream, Psycho, and Halloween. Um, And then my favorite book of all time is Less Than Zero, uh, which is written by Brady Stanellis. And it's kind of like an 80s fucked up version of The Great Gatsby and that it's all about like extravagance and it gets really dark and twisted and there's some queer elements to it. Uh, hmm. And then there's a really good song with the movie, uh, Hazy Shade of Winter, that was a Bengals cover. Okay. I, I have not read any of them, but I do enjoy Halloween. It's uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in the movie and he like, I don't know if he lives in the movie or not, but in the book he like, dies of a drug overdose after like getting turned into a gay hooker. Okay, um, getting turned into? Yes. Oh, okay. This is like some transformation fetish porn too. Well, do you want to know or no, don't ruin it. I, 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 no, let's just not get into that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That definitely wouldn't be good for the podcast, but it's a great book and you should read it. Um, if you were to make up a sex position, what would it be? And what would the name be? Hmm. <sighs> The Lazy Stefan, and it would just be me oh on a Lazy Susan, <laughs> just getting, like, spun around with a bunch of tops, and then also have food. Are you a top? What? I said, are you a top? Not in that situation, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like a fisting top or like a kink top, but... Well, that sounds like you're a spinning top. I'm a spinning... Yes, I'm a dreidel. Okay. Because I'm Jewish. Which, I don't know if... A- no, some people might know that. We've mentioned it before. Uh, but you are Jewish. Mm-hmm. So you celebrate? No, I don't celebrate any of the holidays. Oh, oh, I was raised oh, Jewish. That's Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what? Oh, this is a weird question. It's you, not me, asks, do you put your jock on the left or the right foot first? When putting it on, I think they mean. Oh. We did ask for weird questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't think I'm even conscious of the fact of which leg I put in. in. I would assume maybe the the left leg would be the first leg. Do you want to demonstrate? No. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want to your microphone Stephen to stay plugged in. Putting on his <laughs> one leg at a time and seeing which one he does first. Go follow him on social media. Um, <laughs> no. Um, let's see if I can have one last good question here. Just one? Do you, uh, I can ask more. Yeah, let's do more. Oh, okay. Uh, if you were a personified sex toy, which would... Wait, what? If Okay, Nico asks... If is, the Nico, perso- is this rubber Nico? No, different oh, Nico. Okay. 
This is Nico Bexley. Hi, Nico Bexley. Yeah. 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 What else do you have to say to Nico Bexley? I don't know. Let's answer his question. Uh, or I think, I her think question their, or their, their question. question. It looks like a, a, a I'm not, a, a, we're just going to say them because okay. that is the, the respectful thing. And I can't tell based on an icon. And they asks, wow. Uh, if you personified your sex toys, which would be your best, which would you be best friends with and worst enemies? Oh, um, I don't really have that much sex toys. I don't really like toys. Uh, if we expand the definition of toys to include the gear that I own, uh, my best friend would be my blindfold because I get super distracted and I like just like having a blindfold on and centering. And and my worst enemy would probably be sounds that I bought ten years ago that I don't use anymore because I pulled them out once and my my dick was bloody and it kind of freaked oh, me no, out. Oh no 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 no! You can't! Oh god! Oh no! Okay. And I like blood, but like no, blood no, coming no, no, out of my no, dick no. hole was a bit no, much. No, okay, no. Mm-mm. We can edit that out. I'm having a visceral reaction. Or no, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> but oh, see, I can't. That is the one video I don't know that I will ever do on what's a safe word. It's also one of like the most requested ones. Sounding that I probably won't ever do. Oh shit! Sorry, yeah, break the podcast. I the, sorry, I hit the mic because I'm having such a reaction. Um, because I just I can't, I, and it's not a kink shamey thing. It's like a, it's like a needles thing for me too. Like I have, I used to faint anytime I would get blood drawn or get shots at the doctors. I've gotten better about it since getting like tested frequently and more frequently for like STIs and getting my prep checkups. Um, but I just, I can't, I can't deal with something going into my body. That's not supposed to be there. Does that kind of make sense? No, I just know like my pee holes, like the only tight hole I have left and it oh bleeds really easily. Ah, I don't to need to know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like if anyone ever wonders, I'm not going to cover sounding cause I just can't like, I have such a visceral reaction to it. It makes me uncomfortable. Not just like the visual. I can't. So like when I work at Mr. S, which is a fetish clothing shop, sometimes there's porn playing on the TVs around the, the shop every once in a while. There will be porn playing, and there will always be this one video on sounding that worked its way into, like, the mix of videos that were playing. And any time I went out onto the floor and that video was playing, I could, I just, I can't, I feel sick because it makes me so squeamish. Yeah. Do, do you have anything like that that... You sound like a Westboro person right now. Ow, like, ouch. That this is, faggot that is shit purple. makes me sick. No, I have a visceral reaction no. to it. It's gross. It's not a matter of... No, I have nothing against people that are into it. It's seeing it just makes me uncomfortable. Okay. I guess my similar thing, too, and it's not even really a kink thing, is, but whenever I watch a horror movie and, like, people scratch the wall and it, like, rips their nail up, ooh, ooh, I probably... Ooh, I think that's yeah, what you're describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that exactly. freaks me out. Can't stand that either. Yeah. Someone posted a picture of their finger on the social media the other day with their nail gone, and I was just like, what? Ah, what? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. That, 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 that. The thing that you can't see right now is Stefan completely rigid. <laughs> totally just like shoulders uh, up. Yeah, it sucks. All right, more questions, yeah, more yeah. questions. Oh, oh. Weird ones, weird ones, I'm too. I'm looking for weird ones. They're not weird enough. Um, <laughs> stop. That is gross. You can edit that out. No, no I'm not. Well, I might. Um, Osiris asks, what's the most surprising way you've ever achieved an orgasm? The most surprising way? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Ew, I can smell that burp. That is <laughs> disgusting. 
Um, that was the lunch that you cooked. Thank I you know, so you're much. You're welcome. I'm regretting it now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like that question. Let's do another one. Oh, what? You're not I don't like it. No, way? I don't okay. have a surprising okay. way. Okay. 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 I mean, that that question sounds kind of rapey. What, how, wow. what's the most surprising way like well, like i didn't that, know that i was coming or like i didn't know that somebody was trying to make me come what's a kink that surprised you that you enjoyed oh that? hmm hmm oh you know probably puppy play but i'd probably never have come from puppy play i used to find puppies annoying as fuck like i mean i still kind of do sometimes like i remember going to like an ldg and it was like puppy play 101 and somebody was like, yeah, when I have puppies over, I need to, like, puppy-proof my house and make sure that they can't get into things. And I'm like, these are grown-ass men. Like, if you can't have a puppy over and not have them, like, fuck with their things in the house and, like, chew on things, like... Yeah. Let's unpack that. <laughs> um, so puppies, as as many people might know, that was one of my big kinks. I mean, my Twitter, every handle is, like, pup amp in some regard. Um, what So... When you started getting the puppy play, did you would would you like hide it from people because you felt like you didn't want people to be like, oh, well, you're a puppy and you're obnoxious and you're annoying and. Well, I mean, I felt that myself, but. Okay, well, and I think that that's fair. I I have known plenty of of puppies within the community that do silly or derpy things that yeah, like can be obnoxious. Pup amp. How dare These you? Fucking puns. How dare you? They just happen. It's not. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're positively wonderful. Paw, paw. Oh, I was going with like the HIV positive oh, thing. Oh, well, double entendre. Um, <laughs> no, but there's this, this kind of, uh, this, not sensation, not dichotomy. What am I trying to say? This concept of like real puppies and fake puppies in the community. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Like, like you're real not a dogs real puppy. Like a knot? No, stop it. We're no. not talking about zoophilia. We're talking about people like... Telling someone they're a real kinkster or not a real kinkster. Oh, like, well, fuck them. You're, you're whatever the fuck you are, want to be. Yeah, which is kind of my mindset, minus the, the F-U part. Um, fuck them with two Fs. <laughs> well, if they're in for it. Um, consent is sexy. No, but what I mean is, I've seen plenty of people have visceral reactions to someone saying, oh, I'm a, a puppy in the kink community because puppies are fun and cute. And they're like, oh, well, you're not a real puppy. You don't even have a harness or a hood or... And I find that that reaction is very dismissive. It puts a lot of people out before they've even gotten involved in the community. Um, and I mean, I had someone tell me at a bar when I was first getting involved, like, oh, well, you, you're not even a real leather person. You're just wearing a puppy hood and a mask and blah, 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 blah. Um, and luckily, I had enough of a backbone to tell them off and I didn't let that bother me. But like that kind of attitude scares a lot of people away from the community that might have gotten really involved. Like, imagine if I didn't get involved in the community because some of an asshole at a bar that came up and said that I wasn't a real Leatherman, you mm-hmm. know? Like, who's to say... Who was it? Tell us who it was. Call him out right now. I'm looking at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I truthfully don't even remember his name. I remember what it looks like. From Seattle? With the weird hair? Y- yes. Yeah, you kn- you know who I'm talking... Yeah. Is it really? What? I don't know. She got mad at me once at a bar. I do, honestly, For, she was flirting with me, and I touched her shoulder, and she's like, "Don't you dare fucking touch me!" Oh, yeah. Well, maybe the same person. Anyway, anyway. well, back to your question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think what made puppy play more psychologically okay for me was taking one of those BDSM tests on recon. You know, in people's profiles, oh. where it, like it like does a test, and it like tells you what percentage 
of like yeah. what kinks you are. We've done it on the channel before. And one of the biggest things, like one of the top things for me was bratty boy. And I didn't even oh. know that like brat was a thing. And I was super adamant about always being a boy. But like the more that I think about it, it's like, yeah, I am kind of a bratty boy. And to me, like bratty boy and puppy, like are kind of one and the same, like they sure. kind of manifest. So that kind of like, like got me more in the puppy play when I first started. It's okay. You can sneeze into the microphone. No, no, I, I'm trying not to kill the ears of our listeners. Um, a lot of people will say that I'm very bratty at times on the YouTubes, which I get. And more I agree than you with think what's that more than you think. How dare you? Um, but only because I think that it creates good content when me and Christopher kind of poke fun at each other. And Christopher's super bratty as well. When he, he, so many of those, like, oh, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. He plays that up so much. Like when I try to make a joke and he just deadpans as if he doesn't understand what joke I'm making. And so then I just poke him to make him laugh because that's the bratty thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm deadpanning you right now. You just can't see it. Thank God for podcasts being yeah. audio only. How's my hair look? I'm deadpanning you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any more fun questions? There are tons of more fun questions that you'll have to answer oh, on social time. media. Okay. Oh, on next time? You think you're coming back? Oh, oh well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I see. This is still new. This is fresh content here. We fresh don't know content. how this is going to be like reviewed. But there's so many more questions. Like, Fine. One right, more question. One more. And then we're going to bring it on. And then we are off to a drag show. Yes. Um, favorite brand of lube from Prometheus Rising. Spit. Good answer, good answer. How's that for a match game no. response? But actually, if I had to like, <laughs> if I had to like pick one, it would either be J Lube for fisting or Swiss Navy for jerking off and fucking. And I usually like gun oil, but gun oil has like the worst containers where it always drips out no matter what. And Swiss Navy seems to like lock effectively. There, there you go. You heard it here. Actually, I'm gonna end on one last question. Uh, Oh, they say specifically not to use their name, so I'm not going to. But it, the question is, describe a situation that's too kinky for you. Um. Oh, you know, some. I was chatting about this with somebody. Uh, I don't, like, I get claustrophobic. So Ooh. anything that's, like, mummifying or putting me in a, a, a position where I can't move and then leaving me in that position. I especially hate scenes when people are like, oh, I'm just going to like lock myself up in a cage for hours. I'm like, no, one, I don't have time for that. Two, <laughs> two like my mental sanity is like so thin that that would probably be the thing that would like snap me. And then You're sounding very cagey about this wind topic. up with like a dead Dom or something like oh, that. Oh God. Oh Jesus. I've never seen you really get upset i don't know that i want to you wouldn't like me when i'm angry oh maybe i would (laughs) oh god um good okay and and that is the last question the last question that is the last question okay so this is still new we're still trying to get our bearings here um you are the very first guest guest how was it for you? Was it was it good for you? Yeah, it was alright. We're, ha- we're having our, our aftercare here. Our aftercare. Yeah, this is a, this is the aftercare segment. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Are you good? I'm fine. Why are you, Why are you making weird faces? It's just my contacts are dry. <laughs> I slept in them and they like stick. Oh. Um. Okay. Well, this was. And now the computer shut off. The no, computer's stop, like, you guys stop. are done. No, <laughs> I have to edit this out. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Stefan, for coming on. Before we go, much like anything, uh, what do you want to plug before you sign off here? Mm, I'm actually not doing anything anytime soon, so I just want to plug my hole right now. 
you know, I have a whole basket in the corner a over there. Yep. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, do you want to plug your social media? Do you want people to follow you on the social medias to see all of your other opinions and <laughs> borderline opinions. inappropriate comments? No, they're full on inappropriate. Uh, my Twitter <laughs> is BlueBaileyXXX, and then Instagram is BlueBaileySF. There's kind of a, a disconnect with the branding, but you could figure it out. It's close enough. And I tag you in anything. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. If this is something that you're enjoying, please make sure to uh, share it with the kinky people in your life. Leave a review on iTunes. If that's a thing, I comment, subscribe. Yeah, I like reading the comments. The comments are nice. Well, when the comments are nice, when the comments are nice, (laughs) don't leave bad. If you want to leave bad comments, at least leave five stars. And then, then you're allowed to leave a bad comment. Or just leave them about amp. How do, rude? Pup amp. <laughs> You're not even a real puppy. Okay. <laughs> this has been fun. This was what's your safe word? The podcast that takes things probably way too far and just helps everyone work out their kinks a little bit. Uh, thank you, Stefan. You get the last word. Ready? Go. Rosebud. And that, that's the sound bite. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank God that's over. Yay. Did you get my Citizen Kane reference? No. No? Oh, you know him whispering Rosebud is from, like, the classical movie Citizen Kane. Oh. Like, his sled was Rosebud. Rosebud. See, Rosebud. that's not just me being crazy. Just just have audios of, of us whispering Rosebud at the end? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Rosebud. Rosebud. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, ear blood. Okay.